Hi everyone and welcome to episode one of the Immigratable Podcast. My name is Bianca. And my name is Nicola. We decided on the name because we wanted it to be something original and that's also something that's relatable. And since we'll be covering a lot about immigrating to America, we thought the name would suit us really well. We are both from South Africa. But we actually met right here in the U.S., so, guys, we're going to get right into it. We're going to tell you about our journeys of becoming an au pair, um, our families we lived with, and um, we'll just tell you a little, about, uh, a little bit about ourselves. So, I came to America as an au pair for the first time in 2016, and I was here from 20, March 2016 to March 2018, and I was with Carla's au pairs in South Africa, and then when you come to the U.S., it translates to Europair, although I think it might have changed in the recent years of which agency they use in the U.S., and I was with three different families. I was in Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and in Georgia. Go dogs! <laughs> and I studied online when I was here the first time. And I studied through International Hotel School because I studied hospitality management. And it's definitely doable for anyone that wants to study while they're a pair because that's kind of how I convinced my parents to allow me to do it, <laughs> that I would study while I was here. Um, but you must definitely be very focused to be able to do it. And all of your free time is going to go into studying. Pretty much. <laughs> Um, when I was in Massachusetts, there was a mom and dad, and they had five children. Holy smokes. Um, so when I got there, it, the ages of the kids were four, seven, nine, eleven, and twelve. Um, the oldest child was actually on the autism scale, but he was considered high-functioning because he went to a mainstream school, and there was a doggy. It was a golden doodle. Did you have to have any, like, credentials for that oldest child, or is it because he wasn't on the spectrum, you were fine? He, so, he was on the oh, spectrum, okay, okay, okay. but I think that the family didn't necessarily require someone with special skills okay. for special needs children because he was considered high-functioning, but having extra patients was definitely something that I did need, and I needed to have a lot of understanding I can that imagine. things weren't going to necessarily work the same. And that family had a rule of only keeping au pairs for one year. Not sure why they had that rule. Probably because they had five kids and they know the au pairs get tired soon. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then I rematched to a family in Pennsylvania. And it was a mom, a dad, and one son. And he was 13 years old. So they were actually a blended family. So both parents had older kids, but only this one that I looked after lived at home. And I think the mom and I just had some differences. And So were you basically just an Uber? Literally. <laughs> I was an Uber and I did laundry. That was, those were two of my responsibilities and I also did the dishes. So I think I had three responsibilities in total. And how long were you with them again? Probably about three months. And oh, okay. It was nice having that free time, but I think it just, it wasn't for me because we were pretty far from a city. I think it was about 25, 30-ish minutes just to like a small town. And to get to, like, the nearest mall or something was about 45 minutes to an hour, I think, if I remember correctly. No, thank you. was super nice because I drove an Escalade, but... Goodness. I don't know if that was worth it to keep me there. (laughs) And then I rematched again to a family in Georgia. Go dogs. Go dogs. (laughs) And how I actually met that family was my high school best friend was also an au pair at the time. And she had appeared for that family for a year before she went into rematch just to be able to see some more of the country. So 
I ended up going to them. So you knew they were a good family, like you knew... They were wonderful. And I also had kind of gotten to know them over FaceTime and stuff like that, which was super nice that it was comfortable going into the house. And it was a mom, a dad, and then a six-year-old son, and then boy-girl twins. Oh, my first family was also boy-girl twins um, in New Jersey. Um, I was with them for about four months. I was with them for about four months, yeah. Then I requested a rematch. Things just didn't work out. Um, We'll get into rematch in a different episode, guys. We'll talk about exactly the process of rematch and the reasons both of us rematched and all that. We'll get into that. Um, But I requested rematch about four months in, and then we had the little two-week reconciliation. And then for some reason, I decided to stay, which looking back, I'm just angry that I did but whatever everything happens for a reason yeah I, I always think about it I'm like if I came here that time I wouldn't have met the people I know right now and I probably wouldn't have been married so <laughs> I even have come to Colorado exactly because I know the family that I was with were not looking for an au pair at that stage so yeah um then I stayed for another three months and then I decided that I honestly had enough so I had a friend come with me that was also an au pair but she's married now Uh, She came with me to the meeting again, and I told them that I'd be done. It did not end well. The meeting was very, very tense, and the mom started screaming at me about because I told her I don't feel welcome and everything, and she started screaming about me about how much she has on her plate and everything. And I told her, my mom doesn't even scream at me. So, like, you're not going to scream at me. I think that's unacceptable to have a host mom scream at you. Yeah, and they just treated me honestly like a child, and at that stage I was 23. Like, I'm a a grown-up. So yeah, she screamed at me and I decided to leave the next day. I couldn't leave that night because I didn't have anywhere to go. And it was like 10 p.m. or something. And I just honestly wanted to get to bed. So the next morning, I packed my stuff. My friend came to get me. And then I went to her house, stayed with her for about a week and a half while I was looking for a different family. About three days into staying there, I started talking to a family in Colorado with a mom and a dad and three kids. There was a three-month-old baby, which was the cutest baby, and he still is. Uh, He's not a baby anymore. He is. (laughs) Um, And then there was a two-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl. Um, The whole family is honestly just such nice people. The kids are really mannered, and they're they're well-mannered, and they're very nice and sweet kids. I honestly, I stayed with them for the rest of my time, and I extended with them for another year. So I think I was with them for about a year and a half or more or less. Um, honestly, the best family I could ever ask for. I'm still, amazing. I'm still in contact with them. Like, you know. Um, I'm still in contact <laughs> with them too. Yeah, we, uh, we get, um, I go to birthday parties. We get invited to all the events. Um, we go to their house lots of the time. Like, it's honestly, it's like having family here in America, which is really great because if you don't have family, because both of our families are back in South Africa or in Africa, it's really nice to have a place you can call home, kind of, which is honestly, um, they recently moved to a new house, so now I kind of miss my old home, but whatever. So yeah, um, and then I just wanted to get into the schedule real quick, what I had, because my schedule was pretty variable, if that's the word. <laughs> um, I did. I never had like a set schedule. It was like whatever she needed, because the mom worked like two or three days a week, and 
sometimes some weeks she worked more days some weeks she'll work less days it kind of all depended so I really re- usually got my schedule around on a Sunday night uh, depending on what mood she was in <laughs> no I'm kidding she usually sent it around Sunday night sometimes um, Mondays were usually pretty chilled I think if I worked two hours on a Monday that was like them nice. yeah because she was off on Mondays and the older kids went to school full time. So it was kind of just a baby, um, which meant I had quite a bit of flexibility regarding my schedule. And like I could go anywhere. Like I took that baby. That baby's been to every target in Colorado. Lucky baby. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the schedule was pretty much just I never worked more than like 30, 35 hours, if even that much. Um, that's not bad, especially considering there were lots of work up to 45 hours. Yeah, exactly. And, um, I also got paid over the minimum stipend. Um, and yeah, they were really nice people. So which agency were you with? I was with Cultural Care. Um, I decided on them because I knew someone that came with them and I just, to be honest, I didn't do much research. I just went with the first agency I saw and I was like, yep, that's the one. Um, so I came during COVID. I came January 2021. January 2021 is when I came to America, but I had my interview with the agency July 24th. I had my interview and then August 4th, I got accepted by the agency. I got an email saying, um, I'm accepted and my profile should be live in about two to three days, just depending on whatever they said. (laughs) And then August 7th, my profile went live and I started immediately matching with families. I had like 13 connections that were, that was insane because I believe it was because no one could find childcare at that stage because it was COVID and like you couldn't really fly anywhere. So to an extent, it's actually also cheaper to get, uh, especially if you have more than one child, it's cheaper to get an au pair than to get a nanny, which is what my host mom in Massachusetts directly said to my face once is it was just cheaper for her because she had five kids and she paid me the minimum stipend of one ninety five and seventy five cents for five children and my full five hours a week. No, see that's ridiculous because if you have a nanny for five kids, you're gonna pay about thirty, thirty five, forty an hour easily. Um, and the nannies won't even do half of what the au pairs do. Like, they're not part of the family, you know? So they won't be emptying your dishwasher. They won't be cooking meals. Oh, well, they might be cooking meals. But, like, there's a lot more that goes into being an au pair than just watching the kids. Um, so, yeah. Um, then on September 17th, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, I started talking to families. I had quite a few connections. Um but on my profile, I said I won't, I'm not willing to take care of more than three kids just because I, I know my... Reasonable. Yeah. I know my capabilities and I know what I can do and what I cannot handle. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then on October 8th, I matched with the family that I came with or that I came to in America. And then December 7th, I had my visa appointment, which was the NIE visa. Um, and And what does NIE stand for? National interest exception. Yeah. I just know it as emergency visa. So um, it means that it's it was in the nation's best interest for you to come. I know. <laughs> I have. I just want to state that I have a letter from the government, from the U.S. government, saying that it was in this nation's best interest for me to be here. So I feel pretty special. Yes, we should. Um, 
I had my visa appointment December 7th, but the reason it was like two months between matching and visa appointment is because I had to get a new passport because my passport was going to expire like in 2023 or something. So I had to get a new one because it has to be valid at least six months after your departure date from America. And then December 16th, so just about nine days after I received my visa and January 7th is when I went to the airport in Cape Town, and January 8th is when I made my arrival. USA. USA. <laughs> so that's about five, six months from when my profile went live until I came to the USA. Guys, please do keep in mind that this is not everyone's timeline, and it is going to differ from person to person, agency to agency, family to family, um, What, which, um, what do you call it? Cape Town or Durban, which embassy you yeah. go to, it's all going to change. So don't just, don't think because you're not getting a match on your first day that it's not going to happen. It will. So when I came back the second time, I actually came with a different agency. I ended up coming back with Au Pair in America. Um, I ended up changing agencies just because I felt like Au Pair in America had a much bigger family pool than I did with Europair. So I thought it might be easier to get a match or rematch or anything. Definitely. Do that. And I came to a new family that was in Colorado. So the funny thing is I kept telling myself I was going to make sure that I take my time to find a family and match through, <laughs> you know, look through all the families and I'm going to have my pick of families. But I actually ended up matching with a family that I had met on Facebook before I even, before my profile even went live. <laughs> I feel like when you know, you know, right? Literally, I ended up staying with them for all two years. So, But after getting to know them, I don't know how you did that. Some days, I don't know either, but they were pretty good to me, so I can't actually complain. Um, it was a mom and a dad, and there was an 11-year-old, a 10-year-old, and little baby 5-year-old who isn't such a baby anymore. It's a big boy. He's a big boy. And I also came during COVID, so I also had an NIE visa, which again was a national interest exception visa. Um, my schedule was a split schedule. So what a split schedule is, that you work in the morning... You have some time off during the day. To and come to Target with me. Pretty much. <laughs> that was actually my schedule. It was, I worked in the morning and I went to Target in the afternoon and then I worked in the evening again. Late um, evenings. I worked, my mornings weren't too bad because it was usually taking kids to school and to the bus stop and then coming back home. And then I usually had the entire school day off and then I just had to be back in time to pick kids up from school and from the bus. But I generally work till pretty late because one of the kids that I looked after had dance and her dance would run until pretty late. And to me, it's crazy how kids at such a young age have lessons until so late. And it was always so crazy to me that there were older kids coming in even after that. So And then they have to get up again in the morning to go to school and they have to get up early because they have to what, get the bus get the at bus. like what time in the morning. It was so crazy. So I don't know how they do it. I take my hat off to her for her dedication for her dance, but it wasn't too bad. And I think most weeks I worked somewhere between 25 and 35 hours as well. I think it was very rare, mostly only over the summer that I worked closer to 40 hours. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad either. Your schedule was very nice because that meant that I got to see you way more than I do right now. <laughs> I think that helped uh, in us becoming yeah. best friends is that we 100%. got to see each other so much. Every day. 
Um, so yeah, guys, talking about that, we actually met around October in 2021. So our two-year friend anniversary is coming up Woo-hoo. pretty soon. <laughs> um, that was about just one month after I came here and about four months after Nicola came here. Um, and how we actually met was there was a South Africans in Colorado Facebook group and Bianca had made a post on there and I saw it some... I, I was lonely and looking for friends. <laughs> and I messaged her, which I would usually actually never do because, believe it or not, I'm pretty shy, but... Very. <clears throat> she messaged me and then she took like five days to respond to my second message. But, but did, now... But now I, I respond. <laughs> now I pressed deliver anyway or notify anyway on all of her things i don't care respond (laughs) immediately (laughs) now if it takes more than five seconds to respond it's something's wrong or i give a call immediately um and we actually didn't know each other before we came to the u.s we met here but people keep asking us and keep assuming that we knew each other before we got here we're just confirming we didn't (laughs) not all africans know each other oh yeah (laughs) But alrighty, guys, I think we're going to try to keep this short and sweet. So I think that's it for this episode. Yeah, guys, thank you so much. Please go look at our social medias. Please follow us on our social medias. On Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, we're Immigratable Podcast. And then on Twitter or what? X. X. Elon, please explain. I have no idea what's going on there. But whatever, on that one, we're Immigratable Pod. And then, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.